music. It's that motherfucker ride on music. All night when I'm rolling. Dirty, how many times you gon' play with death before you 30? But I'm chosen, so I'm rolling. With 11 on my closest on a mission to get rich like Danny Ocean, how we rolling. All through traffic with this mob apparatus. These people want me in a casket, still I'm rolling. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the No Clue Podcast. Um, episode 64. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler. I'm Mike. And we're here. Um, free agency is now... This is the second week, right? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty much over. Um, all-time record money spent so far. Um, Alright, man. I mean... We've been awaiting Kawhi's decision. We have it. <laughs> Are you, um, we now know what he was waiting for. Yes. Yeah. So Kawhi is going to the Clippers for those uh, I think, who don't watch the news. I got to be honest. This is one of the biggest finesses I've ever seen from a player. <laughs> like they talk about players having power and, you know, we've we've discussed LeBron kind yeah. of dominating any choices or doing whatever he wants. Yeah. But, man, this was... I mean, I, I don't really know how else to look at it besides a finesse. <laughs> well, why do you think it's a finesse? Because there was... Nobody believed that the Clippers were... But in the last three, four days, it mm-hmm. was, there was rumors coming out that he wanted to stay with Toronto. And, and, and there were media sources who were... Going as far as to say, I'm 99% sure he's going to Toronto. Uh, there was other people <laughs> saying, I have Call multi- him out. <laughs> Jalen Rose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, all the ESPN guys are just, just throwing out nonsense, to be honest. Yeah. And you have to think about it. Who is, how is this information getting out there? I don't think it's an accident that there there was an overwhelming belief that he was going to go to the two teams he didn't go to. Right. Uh, and to keep the fact that they he wanted Paul George, the fact that that didn't get out into the media shows that, like, he was finessing the whole time. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying, like, it, it has a kind of a negative connotation. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a really smart move. I mean, he, he with this with these two signings, he evened out the balanced in the NBA. Like I don't think any other free agent move has in the last five ten years. What do you mean these two signings? Oh oh the, the it creates like outside you mean Kawhi of and the PG Kyrie oh and PG you mean yeah oh okay the two signings on this team yes gotcha and. It, to me, it, it creates this dynamic duo situation where there's not, like, two big threes or one big three, and and that's it. Yeah. There's so many possible contenders next year. Right. And I, I, Probably I the just, most I've ever seen. Right. Yeah. And it just somehow this these two moves for the Clippers kind of highlight that. I don't know how it, it, it works like that, but that's just how I feel. I mean... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it, honestly. It's, I think, dude, they're a number one contender in my book. Number one? Yes. The Clippers? Yes. 
Okay, tell me why. Uh, they have of all the superstars, or uh, for two superstars, they have the rare luxury of not having to play well offensively to win games. Hmm, that's fair to say. Yeah, because they have firepower off the bench, and they're enough firepower in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think, like, the Lakers don't have that. The Lakers, like, if LeBron is not shooting the ball well, who's who's going to save him off the bench? Or if AD's hurt that, that day, who's saving him off the bench? Oh, so you're saying the Clippers' bench is better? Yeah, the Clippers okay. probably have, of all the contenders, while they don't have maybe the most deep bench, mm-hmm. They have a dynamic duo coming off their bench. Yeah, most improved runner-up and the sixth man of the year. And I only, I think uh, Montrezl is only going to get better. Yeah, I do too. I wouldn't be surprised if he closes out games at center for them. Yeah. And he's a good defender too. Right. And that's the, that's the other thing to me that makes these guys such contenders is they signed the two... To me, the two best perimeter defenders in the league. Yeah, I think so. I think they're the two best defenders that are also good on offense. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, like, Jimmy Butler's in that same category. Mm-hmm. But honestly, these guys are a little bit bigger than both of them are a little bit bigger than Butler. I mean, Kawhi went there, and people think Kawhi's the best. Some people say Kawhi's the best player in the league. And George was the MVP candidate last year. Dude. And Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Right. So, yeah. Kawhi wasn't Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Not last year. And George was. So. To me, like, they could switch. Both of them could check the top two players. Yeah. Uh, Like, way more effectively. Too. Right. Way more effectively than any other team's two best players. I agree with that. Yeah, and then they still have someone who can score if they're not scoring. So I see, I see what you're saying. Uh, I don't know if I say they're... I don't know, man. I don't know what positions they're going to play. Is George going to be a two? No, George I think... can... I don't, I, think, I don't think Kawhi can play multiple positions. I think George can play pretty much any position. You need him to. But I don't think Kawhi is that flexible in that... Um, I mean, that's the thing, though. He's flexible defensively. Yeah. So you could put him out there at the four, and he doesn't have to play like a four. You think there would be like a four-out, one-in kind of offense? Yeah, and I think... I don't know, man. I think Doc will get creative with it. I wouldn't be surprised if Paul George plays the two. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's played four before, too. Yeah, man. I, I think both of them are so versatile... I like Kawhi at the four because he's a little bit more physical. Yeah. So he's a little more like reliable to guard the bigs if he has to. Yeah. Um. And and I acknowledge that they're they're very weak at center. I don't even know who plays center uh, if, the other than Zubats that they gave. But if all if that this, money to. If this league has shown me anything the last five ten years is that you really don't need a good center to be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need a guy who could start, and and Zubac could be what you know McGee was for the Warriors, <laughs> or what like yeah you know what Festus Azili was, or yeah Pachulia, like all the 
they've had so many interchangeable bums play center. Yeah, because it's really about the top four. Right. Who's the power forward for them? Jermichael Green? I mean... Who's the starting power forward? If, assuming Paul George plays the two, and that's my second option... Uh-huh. Because I think Sh- Shamit is a solid starter. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot they had Shamit. Yeah, but if, if Paul George starts at the two... Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind Jermichael Green. Yeah. You know, he's not, again, he's not a great player. I mean, but he, he's... So oh, they have Mo Harkless, too. I hope they don't play him too much. He'll start at the four watch. No. Oh, dude. <laughs> I bet he does. Oh, God. You're probably watch. right. I would... I would uh, I would understand the I, like the thought process. Let let's start Harkless over uh, Jamichael Green. I will say this: Harkless is not an elite defender by any means, but if the two other players are playing the elite players, Harkless is a really good non-elite defender, though. Yeah. Like anyone else, if you're not the top three best players on your team, Harkless has a good chance of locking whoever else it is up. I mean, dude, you got Beverly, you got them two, and then Harkless is in there, and Montrezl could close games. Yeah. Dude, that's that should be the best defensive lineup in the league. Yeah. I think it might be. Yeah. And that's the one great thing about defense is, you know, we don't have to think about fit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... And and Doc is a good enough coach where I would be very disappointed if they're like disjointed on defense, like if they don't rotate well and, and don't cover like if they're if they don't play like a unit. I think Doc is a much better defensive coach than he is offensive coach. Alright, there you go. Yeah. And well, like, that's what it looked like last year. And they still have the luxury of having a bench player who can carry the offense. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, Lou Will is such a luxury to have. Yeah, he is. He makes he's made so many teams better than they originally were. Yeah, yeah. And next year, like, he doesn't have to guard the elite players, so he really comes out there, you know, and just does his thing. Yeah. And he has so many. He he can have so many threats around him. Yeah. It's just crazy, man. That to me. On paper, and again, this is all you know my ideas, but they just look like such a contender off rip. I think they probably have the best fit out of the contenders, um, because I don't think, and this is just my high opinion of Paul George. I don't think that there's really a role that Paul George can't play on a team. I think he's just that. Oh, he's just that good all around. You know, if you need more ball handling, he can do that. If you need more shooting, he can do that. You know, defensively, he can guard everybody. And Kawhi, because Kawhi is a guy who plays really well within plays, he's easy to put on your team, too, because as long as you run a play for him, he's good. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to You don't have to play island ball with Kawhi because that's just not his game. He does it sometimes, but it's not his game. We've talked yeah. about that. But, um, yeah, man, I... <laughs> this is the wildest year I think I've ever seen. Yeah. I can't wait to watch some of these teams. Yeah, I gotta give Kawhi credit for just the fact that he didn't team up with LeBron. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, I know, I didn't really, I don't know, man. I didn't believe he would go to the Lakers, but I was nervous about it. I didn't believe you would either, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And it just would have made, oh man, I, I just imagine how awful it would have made the league. Now, if Kawhi had went there and they didn't get Cousins, I don't, I I wasn't confident in how good they would be together, Kawhi and that's, LeBron. That's the thing. Like, all these moves the Lakers have made and all the possible combinations we talked about them making, Yeah, none of them would have we would have been as sure about as I am about these Clipper signings. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, this just is such a good fit, man. Paul George, like you said, is such an elite second guy. Yeah. He could do anything on offense. He could guard anyone on defense. Like, there's only maybe like four or five players who really could do that. Yeah, because he's really a, a elite first guy. He just, right. you know, and but he's so good at fitting into a role he he can be a great second guy like yeah. you know cuz think about what he did with Westbrook he took a back seat to Westbrook in a way and is had all career high numbers everything yeah that's crazy it is yeah to me Paul George is also he almost doesn't get enough credit as a shooter like how good of a shooter he is he doesn't like, dude, he has the same type of game that Durant has where he could just rise up and, and knock it down. I agree, yeah. And that's just such a luxury, man. And he, especially because he's a playmaker, too. Like, he doesn't stare at the ground when he he's not looking only at the basket. Paul George is one of those guys that if you told him to get a triple-double, he probably could go get it. I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, this is... And you're right, he doesn't get enough credit, and I think that's kind of his, because of his personality. But he, I don't really think there's anything on the basketball court he can't do. Seriously. Um, he's one of those guys who just all around, he's an all around superstar. But, um, yeah, I, I'm curious to see who leads the team in scoring. If it's going to be like a 25 and 26 kind of thing. Um, or if it's going to be, you know, a 30 and a, 20 and a bunch of other stats like is Kawhi gonna average 12 rebounds and George average six assists or something you know what I mean yeah um I'm definitely curious to see that at all well at all the teams with the free agents which team are you more most excited to see oh the Clippers for sure yeah what about most intrigued same thing most intrigued it's yeah. tough because I, I kind of – I ignore the early season, like, in terms of, like, who I believe is really a contender or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm going to be keeping an eye on Portland a mm-hmm. lot more. Yeah. Like, I like last year I ignored Portland throughout the year. Yeah. Because I just thought, like, I'm like, dude, uh, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs because Lillard and McCollum are great. Uh, but, like – they, they're not going to do anything. And I know they went to the f- conference finals, but you never believed that they were a genuine contender. No, right. You're right about that. And this season, I believe that they could be a genuine contender. Yeah, they made some sneaky, really good moves. Yeah. Yeah. Them in Utah. Utah I'm not as excited about, but I do got to see h- how Conley will fit. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, dude, this is the most excited I've been to start a season uh, I don't know, man. Since probably 
since LeBron went to fucking Miami, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, this, this is up there for me, too. I'm really... I'm really like, excited. I usually wait till the mid-season point to really start looking at like who, who's for real. Yeah. Uh, but but this season is just going to be so exciting just to see how guys fit, how teams are playing. Like I, I'm super excited to see how what lineup will close games for the Clippers. Okay. Especially in close games. Yeah, yeah. I I want to see who takes the last shot. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I would go to George, but I totally understand. I mean, the way Kawhi has been playing, yeah. you know, um, I I'm most intrigued to see, believe it or not, the Warriors play this year. I want to see, I want to see what Steph and D'Angelo Russell looks like, and I don't mean I'm intrigued because I think they're going to be good, but I just want to see. I think Steph might win MVP this year. He's my preseason pick for MVP. Dude, I think if they put him uh, off ball almost full time, yeah, offensively, because like they do that, especially when Livingston and like you know Iguodala gets the ball. Yeah, but it's guys who can't really get him the ball. Right. Yeah. Dude, with deloading, getting him the ball, dude, he could be more lethal than he already is as a shooter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, which is insane to think about, but and um, D Loading's gonna have some wild games. He's oh, gonna for sure. He's getting forty a couple of times this year for sure, for sure. He's outside of Durant. He's probably the most elite ISO player they've had. Yeah, yeah. Other, other than Durant and Steph, you mean? Yeah, Steph as well. But and he's also. I think he's a better pick-and-roll creator than Steph is, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, pick-and-roll creator for sure. Because Steph, like, he's lethal because he's the shot, of course. Yeah. But D-Loading has this knack for getting to that free-throw line. Like, I really, every time I watch him, I'm like, dude, how does he get to the free-throw line out of every pick-and-roll? And he's a better passer. Yeah, and sure. something about the... Lefties on pick and roll like have some kind of advantage. We're like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> they do. Like, oh, I completely agree. For some reason, like that left pick and roll is different, man. It's just so, dude. I notice when I go left, I'm like, dude. There's just so many more things I could do. Like, I wish I could just shoot my left. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird. It's like a weird like basketball. I don't know, myth almost. Yeah. So he. He's going to be nice on there for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, I also like Collie Stein is, is a good pick and roll guy as well. Yeah, he is. Lob City, for he's, sure. He's sealing Jordan Bell to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's JaVale McGee, at least. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good look. Yeah. He's young JaVale McGee again, basically. Uh, but. Nah, I was I was gonna say he's a little bit smarter, but that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna go out on a limb with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's sad. That's going out on a limb saying someone is smarter than Javale McGee. Oh, uh, these bigs, man. Um. Uh, they also got Alec Burks today. Yeah, I saw. Uh, is that a good? good? Boost. No. Huh? I think I think he's an underrated bench player. Their bench is twice as good as last year's already. That's that's really why I think 
they're gonna win a lot of games. And the rookie Jordan Poole. Yeah. He's knocked down. I mean, he could be McCaw again, and he's a better shooter already. Um, no, don't disrespect Poole. Psyched <laughs> like, nah, uh No, man, I, I think because of how f- efficient their system is and how easy it is for scrubs to come in there. Yeah. Like, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if all these, like, if Collie Stein has big scoring games for them. Okay. Because <laughs> they move the ball, and they're going to continue to do If anything, they have to do that more now. Yeah. So, yeah. it's going to be interesting. Um, Let's talk about some... Uh, let's talk more about the Lakers real quick. Yeah, they signed Cousins, as you mentioned mm-hmm. briefly. Yeah, they signed Cousins. Uh, they signed KCP. They signed Danny Green. Um, Rondo's back. And... Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley... Caruso, <laughs> Caruso, my guy, my guy. Quinn, Quinn Cook. Um, I don't know why he signed. Well, Lance is still there too, right? Um, Lance had a two-year, I think, last year. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, maybe not. He might not be. Not that he matters. Every time he got in last last yeah. time, he made one good play and then led the game in turnovers. Yeah. Um. To, to me. Uh, if the Lakers aren't the best rebounding team in basketball, I'm not talking about them in the playoffs. If the Lakers don't win the championship, there is, there is no. Well, the championship thing is tough because like they've, they're gonna. I told you this. Uh, it, there's just a, there's a sense of disappointment around this roster. This is the most stacked roster I've ever seen in my life. It's not even close. It's not even that's, close. That's why. Like, I'm so sure. I can't point out as to why yet. But I'm just... There's something about this combination of guys that just screams disappointment to me. Somebody's getting hurt. We know that. <laughs> it's for sure. Dude, don't say that. Come on. I don't want anyone to get hurt, but we all know there's, there's someone on the roster right now that will not finish the season healthy. We know that. Yeah, I'm not surprised. We we know it. Um, even if it's Rondo, who never... <laughs> I don't even remember the last time Rondo had a full season. Um, yeah. But if you look at this roster, man, everyone on the bench has started for another team. Like, in the last two years. on the Well, everyone on the first five off the bench. Dudley. <laughs> Dudley, JaVale... <laughs> Um, Rondo, and I guess Danny Green's on the bench now, or Bradley. KCP is a capable starter. And KCP, yeah, for sure. Uh, Bradley, like you said, uh, I think Green has to start. If Danny Green doesn't start, why did you get him? No, I'm I'm with you on that. I think Danny Green will start. Yeah, he's just like a fit starter. He doesn't have to play. Like if he's not hitting shots, I don't. I I get if he only plays 15 minutes. But LeBron started this, this like lineup that everybody uses now. Or maybe it was um, maybe it was Doc. But the lineup where there's like one shooter that is just a wash, like <laughs> <laughs> he has to be a wash. Well, I mean that's what LeBron's done. That's how he. I mean, no, I got I'm, you. Yeah. I'm not saying Danny Green is, but I'm saying that LeBron has this mold. JJ Redick still lives off of this role um what's the kid harris 
Joe Harris, same role. Yeah, Corver. Uh, Why is Corver still around? <laughs> Corver doesn't start, but yeah, he's around for the same lineup. And Jr. was it basically? Yeah. And Jr. tried to branch out, and <laughs> <laughs> you saw how that worked. Um, it was Ray Allen at one point in his the end of his career. It was yeah. Mike Miller. It was uh, um. <laughs> What was the guy's name? Uh, Pavlovich. Oh, my God. For the Cavs. Yeah. I thought Booby Gibson was kind of the same thing. I mean, he hit, like, a bunch of clutch shots one year, but. Yeah, but, yeah, he LeBron always has one starter that's a shooter that's only out there to for, shoot. like, <laughs> just to run up and down the court and be open, just to spread the floor. <laughs> it's really not. Yeah, it's really for, like, one three. That's insignificant. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and other teams have done it now. I mean, like I said, JJ Philly had the same um, mold. Um, the Nets, like I said, I feel like there's someone else I'm missing. Someone actually kind of good that I'm missing. But um, either way, oh, um, Forbes for the Spurs. Yeah, he was supposed to be that till he had to start playing point. But um, yeah, man. And it might have been Popovich that started it with Danny Green lately. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think Danny would Mike be that. Miller, I remember Mike Miller being that for Miami a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah like so, Danny would probably be that role. He'll probably be done after second quarter. <laughs> done for the night. Bradley V. <laughs> yeah, they come out in the third quarter with a different lineup. <laughs> yeah, Bradley and KCP will come out, you know, and that's it for Danny. Danny won his ring already. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm definitely, I want to see LeBron. Oh, and for those who don't know, the Lakers announced that LeBron will be playing point guard. Um, why did he, dude, he's been playing point guard for like 10 years. Yeah. He just doesn't start at that position, but he plays point guard. <laughs> so annoying. I've been saying that he's, he's a point guard that just, you know, plays the small forward, but now he's playing his role. He's playing his actual position. Instead of wasting a spot on the court, he but, kind of started that too. To be honest, yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of elite, uh, like a lot of the top players now close playing point, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I, he's definitely one of the first to do it. I think Wade used to do that though, before LeBron yeah. started like really doing it. Yeah, and LeBron but Wade Wade was also like Wade kind of came in as a combo. Yeah, yeah. So it made a little more sense for him. And Kobe did it at times, too. But the thing is, all those players we're talking about all had, like, really weak point guards. Mm -hmm. Like, LeBron was Mo Williams. You know, no disrespect to Mo, because I like Mo. But he's not a point guard. No, he's not. He's He's a shooting guard that brings the ball up court. Um, Wade. Who did Wade even have? (laughs) White chocolate. Uh yeah, who who was there Mario before Chalmers. him though? Before White Chocolate? Yeah. Uh, dude, I don't know. Well, I remember I well, Gary Payton signed for the championship year. Yeah, before that, I I rest my case. There was no one. Wade brought it up. Kobe had Fisher and Steve Blake and you know Smush Parker. So we see how that had to go. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to Smush, man. I like. I used to like Smush. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe 
Kobe, I, I gotta give Kobe some hate for this. I mean, like, Smush is trash, but Kobe kind of made it, like, made him a meme almost. Oh, when they when he was Kobe speaking and they asked him? Disrespect. He yeah. asked who was my point guard that year? Yeah. <laughs> I but mean... Dude, I get it if you think he's... But you don't gotta go to the public and do that. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Come yeah. on, man, like... It's just tough. It's tough. I feel bad. Like they had Smush on one of the ESPN shows like several years back, and like he was trying to like defend himself. And I'm like, dude, why are you even on here, man? Like you just look stupid. Smush. I don't even remember what Smush was good at anymore. Nah, he wasn't good at anything. I remember he had bounce though. He had some nice breakaway dunks when he got him. He was kind of like Kwame Brown. Like he was in the league for a while, but you didn't like. Like what did Kwame do that was that kept him in the league? Play defense? Nothing. I don't really remember him getting stops like that. Just hack. That's all he did. <laughs> he just gave a nice hard foul every once in a while. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the under the radar pickups. Um, uh, Marcus Morris for the Spurs. I like it. Very nice. I like it a lot. Spurs are going to be another dude. There's so many sleepers in the West. Yo, if Murray comes back as good as he was when he got hurt, Spurs, the Spurs can knock somebody off low key. Yeah. They really can. Especially how White and Forbes are playing. Yeah, man. And I, I think it, it comes down to are DeRozan and Aldridge going to perform in the playoffs? Yeah. And now. DeRozan doesn't have to play as much defense because they got Damari Carroll. Yeah. Someone who doesn't mind getting, you know, a 40-piece dropped on him. He doesn't mind. And, and Carroll, and I've shitted on Carroll in the past. I don't know if I've done it on the podcast, but uh, Carroll is a capable shooter. Like, you can't just not guard him. Right. Yeah, you're right. He showed that in Brooklyn this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then Morris, man, stretching the floor from down low from the power yeah. forward spot is going to be nice. And one thing Morris does that I I was really sleeping on him with this is he could, dude, he's a good ISO player. He is. Yeah. Like, I was shocked. Some of the time Boston would just give him the ball and he was kind of the main guy. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, that's, I did not know he could do that because Markeith can't do that. No. <laughs> you saying that because you guys had him in Washington? Yeah, I mean he could post up here and there, but like he couldn't do what Morris does, which is catch the ball like a mid post and just create like any kind of shot he wanted. Right. Yeah. Um. He's and they're they're underrated for their versatility too. Yeah. They go. They can go three through five, low key. They yeah. can be an undersized five just because they're so strong. Um, I wouldn't both, like keep them at that, but yeah, both of them, both of the twins did a really good job of like adapting to the league. Yeah. From like since coming in. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I want to see them play together in a couple of years. I know. I thought they would this year when they were both free agents. I really thought they were going to team up. Yeah, but it's probably tough. You know, you got to get, you got to get the bag at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's also tough to have a spot for two guys at the same position. Right. Yeah. 
Because once I have one, why do I need the other one, really? Yeah. Unless I have Markeith, then I would rather have Marcus. But, um, yeah, that's a major underrated pickup. Um, I'm I'm definitely interested to see them. I really want Murray to come back, you know, full strength and playing well. I'm happy. Some of the better coaches or the perceived better coaches – Mm-hmm. We'll really have an interesting like challenge this year. Yeah, and like the Spurs, I think Terry Stotts has a big year ahead of him. Yeah, I think Doc has a big year. Uh, I think Steve Kerr has a huge year. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so we talked about that last time. Yeah, and it, and they're they're, they're top tier coaches. Right. Brad Stevens is another one who's gonna have a big year. Like the roster's different. You kind of yeah. you. All these teams, outside of maybe the Warriors, they fixed a lot of the issues that they had or whatever they were missing. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Warriors are different because the injuries. You know, it would be a very different story if Clay Thompson was playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, man, it's gonna be exciting. And the other thing is, a lot of Warriors went small, and a lot of teams went big. Right. So that's gonna be interesting too. Um. Uh, real quick, Jabari Parker to Atlanta. What do you think? Uh, no, I don't like it. Why not? Um, I think he. Where does Collins lose minutes off of this signing? Yeah, that's what I was. If so, then I don't like it because I really like Collins, and I'm a lot more sold on what Collins could be than what Jabari is or could be. Mm-hmm. I think Jabari is pretty close to his ceiling already, and Collins has so much in his bag, man. He's he can shoot a little bit. I mean, crazy hops. He's a great lob guy, great rebounder. Um, Collins and Montrezl are kind of similar in just how they've slowly developed as bigs. Yeah, I think Montrezl's. I mean, Montrezl has more impact because he's more energetic. Yeah, he's he's a little bit more physically imposing. Yeah, uh, but, but he has Collins, more fire in his game. What what Collins lacks in those areas, he makes up for in just sheer athleticism. Yeah. So and he you know. and you know he's a better shooter than Montrezl right now. Um, At this, point, I don't know if you have you seen the the Rico Hines uh, private runs, like no. the UCLA like pickup a bunch of the NBA people. Who else? Montrezl is there. Yeah, he was dude. He was hitting hella jumpers. <laughs> who else? Who else is in it? Um, you had uh, Josh Smith was in there. I'm trying to think. Josh Smith isn't in the big three. He is. Wow. But this was like a couple <laughs> weeks ago before it started. I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were getting warmed up. Oh, I got you. I think a number, a couple of the other Clipper guys were there. I think Shamit might have been there. I don't know. I gotta go back to the videos, but that's cool though. He was hitting uh, hitting uh, jumpers. Yeah, a lot of NBA scrubs play there too. Oh, okay. Like, what's the white dude from uh, Kansas? Uh, Mikai Luke. Yeah. yeah, I remember him. He was turning the fucking ball over. I'm like, dude. He uh, he's had a good summer league though. But okay. yeah. This the summer league is really misleading, especially for second year guys. Yeah. Because most of those they've been playing against NBA players all year, 
And most of the guys that are playing in the summer league aren't going to... There's only like three people per team that are actually going to be on the team. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. I, I Montrezl, I'm really excited for him. I'm ex- I don't like the Javari Parker that much. But I think it is good for him because I think he needs to be on a team that's trash. And, and Jabari gets to join uh, a number of young guys. Mm-hmm. And and I've criticized him a lot, but you know, a lot a, a lot of people just need the right environment uh, to be successful. And maybe maybe Atlanta could work for him. Yeah, and he's a guy that I think needs a lot of um, time with the ball. Not that I think he should have it, but the way he plays. The way yeah. he thinks he can, he plays. Right. He uses the ball a lot, and when he's on a team that where he just gets the ball on breaks, he's useless for the rest of the time he's out there. You know, he he's got to be able to play some defense. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> like, like you're not gonna survive if you're not an elite offensive player. Like, if you can't give me twenty every night, you have to be able to guard your man to stay on the court. And his problem also is that his offensive um positives are like the complete opposite of his defensive positives yeah like they're his negatives like on offense you know i talk about this a lot but he had the people compared him to carmelo in college remember that yeah for some disrespectful reason because he was a quick four but a big three yeah and that like plays against him on defense because when he tries to guard threes, he's <laughs> too they slow. Walk past him, yeah. Yeah, and when he tries to guard fours, he's just not quite big enough. So, um, but what do you think he does with the rookies with Hunter? Um, I guess he doesn't really affect Reddish that much, but doesn't Hunter him and Hunter play the same position, right? Yeah, man. Again, Hunter is weird to me because I think Hunter should be developing into a three mm-hmm. um, now yeah I don't know man it's just a weird fit the more I think of like I didn't even think of the fact that again similar to Collins Parker just comes in and takes Hunter's minutes right and I would much rather have Hunter and Collins playing than Parker right yeah what was the contract how much like what was how much is he getting paid um 13 I think yeah, thirteen okay. would have. So you're signing him. Player pay- option too. You're overpaying him, but I get it in the sense that you're a bad team, and he still has potential. He's still a young guy. Yeah. So like, if it doesn't work out, you get rid of him after this year. You're gonna suck anyway. He averaged fifteen and seven last year. Uh, stats are very deceiving, but yes. <laughs> he was getting it done. <laughs> I mean, look at Wiggins' averages. Wiggins' averages were probably like close to twenty. Yeah, <laughs> he was not getting it done. So right, it's you're like, right. You gotta, you can't just look at it for the numbers. No, I know, I know. Um, yeah, Atlanta, man. It seems like Atlanta just tries to pick up all the puzzle pieces and then just try to see what they can make out of it. You know. Yeah, they do it like often. A, you have that luxury when you're kind of a rebuilding team. You're just kind of finding uh, your your p- 
piece, the, like the pieces of your franchise. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get it. I get giving him a chance. Yeah. You know, and yeah. if you have the, a, a lot of the free agents are gone. Pretty much all of them. <laughs> right. So like, like, I get it. Understandable move. What? Um. Oh, I forgot they have Chandler Parsons too. The Hawks. Atlanta does. Yeah. Oh God. Why <laughs> did you not just draft another one? <laughs> like. Yeah, they have like five people at the small forward position. <laughs> it's gonna be messy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I'm low key. I I low key do want to see them play though. I want to see um. It would be cool, like, they could close out games with pretty much five perimeter players out there. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, Hunt. I think Hunter should be able to guard two through five. Yeah, if he maybe, plays maybe as good not, as they think he's going to. Uh, just the way he's built. Yeah. Like, maybe not the two right away, but three through five right off rip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reddish should be able to hold his own. I think Collins is getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Parker, you know, Parker's... I don't even know if he's going to close games, honestly, but... I don't think so. He's not a good enough shooter at all. 15-7, and seven, you might as well throw him out there. He's one of your, he's one of your vets if you're... <laughs> I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll pull up Phil Jackson and tell him I want him to be sixth man of the year just so I don't have to hear his mouth. Remember when Phil told uh, Brandon Jennings that? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to hear Brandon Jennings' mouth about starting. Just just be six man a year, Brandon. And then just, he stopped playing. <laughs> he stopped playing halfway into the season. Oh, man. Knicks are great, man. What a squad. Uh, I don't think we mentioned the fact that they, uh, like, turned down the Kawhi meeting or whatever. Yeah, I'm not mad at that though. Are you? Um, kind of. You can't meet like that's too much. No, I mean, I, I get that they didn't really have a chance. I don't like. I don't like the narrative that people are shaping about it afterwards, because they make it seem like they're like, oh, you know what? Forget Kawhi. We're just gonna keep getting these bums. I don't think they said that. I just think that they knew Kawhi said, "I want to be in L.A." He probably told him, I don't really want to be here. Yeah, they probably said that before they even yeah, got to New York. That. So they're like, Yo, okay, well, don't come here. Because we don't want to hear... Like, I'm sure they're tired of people saying... Like, tired of putting people on the team who don't want to be in New York. This is like the sixth time in a row, sixth year, that that would have happened. So they probably like, well, we're not going to waste our time. <laughs> Brooklyn's where it's at. <laughs> right. Oh, man. There's, there's a whole, not anything to say. There. A whole 12 minutes away. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, you, I remember Remember, I sent you the uh, Andrew Schultz yeah. clip. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny when he was talking about how much easier it is to, to get to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Than it is to get to Madison Square Garden. Like, dude, that's crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. One thing, one big basketball thing we didn't talk about is, uh, where's Russ going? Oh, yeah. Um, so the Thunder have said that they plan on trading Westbrook before the offseason is over. I think he will be traded before this week is over. 
Um, where do you? Okay, give me some destinations where you think he should go, before, where you would like to see him go. Before I give destinations, uh, I think this is a good move by the Thunder. Hey man, I I said it earlier this year. <laughs> I really like it. they're late on this, for sure. <laughs> but I'm glad they're not like they're not gonna just stick it out with Westbrook for another year. I thought that would have been such a waste, and they're they're very smart for realizing that it's time to start over. Uh, they're not smart because they should have did it before the season started. But yeah, you're right. They, I'm glad they didn't keep going from here. Yeah. Um, I've said in the past, like four years ago, Westbrook is the most selfish player that I know in the league. Um, and I said earlier this season... Um, Who's more selfish, him or Kawhi? Oh, Westbrook. For sure. <laughs> okay. For sure. Okay. How many? Who do you think Westbrook would call and say, hey, I'm not going to your team unless you bring my friend? What friend do you think Westbrook would say? Nobody. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, don't. I don't need friends. Just put me on the team. That's what you would say. Um, but I also said that the Thunder would have to choose between Westbrook and Paul George one day, and they didn't do it. So they lost them both. They're gonna lose them both. Yeah. They had the chance. Um, Westbrook should have been gone mid-season this year, in my opinion. It was pretty clear that this season wasn't gonna end how they wanted it to. Um, it was pretty clear that Paul George was the best player on the team this year. Um, it was pretty clear that Westbrook was holding, even though George was the best player on the team, Westbrook was still holding him back. Um, and George almost won MVP with Russell holding him back. Um, so I don't know who wants Westbrook. That's, that's the thing. That's going to be the hardest thing to me. Um, I think one thing I'm excited for is he'll make any team he goes to like that much more exciting to watch. <laughs> no matter what their record is, they'll be exciting. Uh, for sure. Yeah, I'm with That's you on that. That's one thing. I, like what he and like you, you kind of said that he's flawed as a player. I don't think he's gonna change at this point. He's what is he? Thirty. He's flawed as a person. That's his problem. You, he, you're right. He's really not flawed as a player. Not really. You're right. I mean, decision-making is part of, you know, what you are as a player. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. But but you're also right that his personality probably plays into that. Yeah. But my thing is, like, I don't know, man. I think <laughs> he makes the team so, like, New York, for example, he makes the Knicks watchable. Please don't, please don't come to New York. <laughs> No, no, no. I don't want him to go to New York. I'm just saying, like, even if he goes to... What were, like, all the options? Like The first the first wave was... I don't mention um, the good options. The first wave that they said was Chicago, Houston, Miami, and New York, I guess, was the first wave of there, possibilities. Houston, dude, if Houston dares to team up in whatever way Russ and Harden... <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's why do you, why have a coach at that point? <laughs> like, <laughs> why even have Mike D'Antoni there? I would resign if I was D'Antoni if they did that. A hundred percent. Clearly, you guys aren't serious, so I'm out of here. <laughs> no, my my one th- my one move that I would really like for him though, in all seriousness, is Miami. Uh huh. 
because uh, I think Jimmy Butler is kind of low-key a sleeper signing. Yeah. Just because, you know, Miami's still not really a contender. Right. But they're a good team that got better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Westbrook would make would just make them so much more explosive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think I would enjoy that a lot. Okay. He's... Yeah, I can see that. But I don't think, like I say that, but it's hard for me to convince anybody that he's going to be a good fit with Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone on the planet believes that. Right. But and, and the other thing is, like Miami, Miami is a smart organization. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't think they're going to just plunge into a 30-year-old Westbrook just because it'll make the team more exciting. I think they would. <laughs> I think Pat Riley would do that exactly. I don't. The, I, the thing is, they're clearly not in winning mode right this second. They need even if they got Westbrook, they would need probably like three more pieces to be a contender. Um, well, not and when I say pieces, I mean like role players. I don't mean like yeah, any, another all star. Signing but. Westbrook to Jimmy Butler limits a lot of the role players that you allowed to thrive over the last couple years. It does, yeah. And that's a big deal because, like, at this, like, if if Jimmy Butler's there, I'm really starting to question why why Justice Winslow needs to be there. Oh, uh, Justice Winslow is done. <laughs> like, this is Justice Winslow's last year. Watch on the at least on the Heat. Yeah, he'll probably get some other like two year, four million dollar contract, but <laughs> yeah, it's probably, no he'll way. probably be a wrap after that. Um, he'll probably be in the Westbrook trade if they get Westbrook. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah. Um, right. I've I've seen a trade where he could go to Milwaukee. Um, that would be wild. <laughs> it would. Those fast breaks would be <laughs> insane. Yeah. Insane, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, it could happen though. I think he would be good with Budenholzer. Um, Budenholzer just has to figure out how to finish seasons. Great, great regular seasons. He's a regular season yeah. king. It's funny that uh, you say that because now that I think about it, Westbrook really hasn't had that good of a coach. Uh, <laughs> he's had two. Yeah, and I'm not. He hasn't had an experienced coach. I, I'm not praising their NBA, you know, uh, resume. Right, Brooks is a so, terrible coach, and Billy is just a inexperienced coach. Yeah, that's fine. I, for, I think he's he's solid. Yeah, for what he's done so far, he has a good start to an NBA career as a coach, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but he's just, you know. But I do think Westbrook dealing with a like a more experienced coach, yeah, like Budenholzer and like Spolstra, mm-hmm. uh, it, it it could make him a lot better. Yeah, so um, I would I would like that. I would I, I've said it on here a bunch of times, and it's no secret. I, I want the Pistons to be good somehow. I've seen the Pistons trade. I like Even that Blake a lot. Would be crazy, yeah. Um, I've seen a Cavs trade. I don't think. People just want him and love to play again, play together again. I don't think that's... also would be fun. That, that's the thing. Like, he's he has this. Uh, just he's gonna be must watch wherever he goes. He is. 
that's for that alone i like he fits with the other superstars to me yeah and it's both negative and positive is why yeah for sure i would like to see him on the timberwolves if they trade wiggins um cuz it looks like the thunder want to they're going to get young they have like the most picks that any team has ever had at the same time yeah so um i could see them getting wiggins i could see the, i could see them getting a young player that you know is trying to fit in somewhere or doesn't fit in right now so i think wiggins would be perfect for them with a young squad coming up um yeah they they traded um they also traded uh grant for some i think like cap space yeah so they're i wouldn't be surprised if they go after some free agents in the next two three four years or or they're trading westbrook for some for a really big package yeah, because they, you know, if they tried to get, um, if they tried to get like two players from Milwaukee, you know, Westbrook by himself may not be enough. Yeah. So, um, it's also interesting. It's kind of random, but I want to see if Adams gets better without Westbrook or worse. Hmm. Is that weird? Like, I can't really tell which direction he'll go. I think Shooter and Adams will be fine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I did forget about Schroeder. Schroeder's been... He had a great... They don't even really need another point guard if they get rid of Westbrook. They need a backup, but Schroeder can... some wing, wing pieces. Yeah. Schroeder's a capable starting point guard. We've seen that already. Um, what, when they didn't have Paul George out there, they looked bad at, at the wing position. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Very bad. Yeah, and then... Um, what's the dunk contest kid's name? Diallo? Oh, Diallo, yeah. Diallo, like, just stopped playing midseason and never yeah, played again. I don't know what he was doing wrong, but they just forgot he was on the fucking team. After the dunk contest, I never saw him get on the court again. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and he was, I mean, he did okay. He caught some lobs, you know. He's a good slasher. Some games he had some, like, wild fire games out of nowhere, and then he yeah. was gone. Um, so yeah, man, I, I definitely want to see, I want to see where Westbrook goes for sure. Well, everyone wants to see it, but I want to see the team play wherever he goes. I don't really like, it, I don't think it would benefit either team for him to go to the Rockets. No. For whatever the Thunder CP, get, it doesn't help them uh, either. What, like, the Rockets don't have, like, picks. Well, then trade in CP. Ugh. I mean that defeats the notion that they're going young at that point. Right. That's why. That's why I say it doesn't help either team because no one on the Rockets are young. Didn't the Rockets have the oldest team in the league this year? Probably. Doesn't, wouldn't surprise me. Capella's like the only one under thirty on the team. That's true. Um, they better not trade Tucker. <laughs> they're gonna be I'm crazy that I'm saying it, but they're trash without PJ. Yeah. And it's not that he's good because he's not. It's just something about the fit in that situation. If they trade him and he gets waived, he he'll be a fire pickup for a contender. Hundred percent. All right. Um, big three. You want to give him a big three recap? Uh, summer or summer league? Which one? Uh, summer league. Let's talk summer league a bit. Okay. Uh, who have you seen? Have you like you watched some of the games? 
I I've watched as many as I could see. Yeah, on yeah, I've TV. I've watched a couple games. I've caught like parts of certain games. Mm-hmm. Uh, whew, Carson looks good. Carson looks really good. Look like he never took off the Purdue jersey. He just kept on going. Man, he's tough, man. I mean, he's he just looks so small sometimes. Yeah, that's I just it's hard for me to picture him guarding starting NBA players. Yeah, he's not gonna start. No, not. no, but like as a bench player, you have to be able to guard starters for yeah. at least short stretches. Yeah. Uh, and but that's the thing, like. If he's struggling to guard starters, he's going to struggle with some elite backup point guards. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Him and Van Fleet would go at it, I think. I think that would be a really good matchup. Yeah, so... Hopefully, like, he's he's shooting the ball at such an elite level Mm -hmm. that I I could see him playing big minutes just off that. Yeah. Uh, But it's just tough for me to imagine that he's going to continue to shoot the ball as well as he has. He's a shooter, man. Especially, like, it's tough when you're playing 15 minutes a night. Yeah, the thing is, I think Van Vliet is a good person to watch for him, but he's a way better dynamic scorer than he is, than Van Vliet is. But he's not the defender. And he doesn't have quite the grit either. And, and he's also, like, he's kind of more of an off-ball player. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's really good at coming off those, like, pin-downs, uh, popping up for threes. Yeah. Which... I mean, I can't picture him playing other positions besides the point guard. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And him and Kimmich definitely can't be out there at the same time. No, they can't. But I'm I'm so happy that he's doing well, man. Yeah. Like, he just, you could tell, he just puts a ton of work in. He's He doesn't force it, too. He doesn't force it, and he's quiet. I mean. Yes. He seems like an actual good guy. Right. Um. And Kimba is going to be a heck of a player to learn from and play against every day. You know, for his, for someone at his game, it's going to be, you know, he's a lot to learn from Kimba. You could. Same height and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, he looked great. Um, Tyler Harrow. Oh, my God. Dude. He looks. This is exactly what I was saying. He'd be right in the starting lineup for me. Right, he'd he, be starting at small forward when the season he, starts. He somehow like like you said, Carson looks small. Yeah, like he somehow looks bigger than he actually is. Well, he he is big, right? He's six seven. I right? mean, he's, he's like six six, six seven. Yeah, but he looks just like massive out there at times. He's long too, man. Yeah, and he and one thing you got to give the these NBA like potential guys credit. The fact that you could go out in summer league games and play within the system and drop buckets. Yeah. Like, dude, that's impressive. Yeah. Like, he doesn't force it. He takes open shots. He moves out the ball really well. He's a he's a capable ball handler. He's got improvements to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, obviously, he'll develop that. And Miami's good at developing skill sets, so... Well, a wild, uh, wild um, development with him is that the Heat have signed their second round pick, but haven't signed Tyler Hero yet. 
I mean, that's I don't think that's wild. They might just be working on a deal. You know, maybe there's. But they said that it's because he might get traded. So. Well, understandable. That'd be wild. I mean, I'm excited to see him play for Miami, but I'm not. If he's playing well, it also makes sense to move him for a superstar. I, yeah, they they could be they could be um, doing it for Westbrook. They've altered a couple tr- contracts. Um, <laughs> Ryan Anderson got him off of there. I didn't even know he was on the Heat, but um, I also saw. Oh, like I said earlier, Jordan Poole from the Warriors has been playing really good. Um, I feel like I saw a big man play really well. Hachimura looked okay. He did, yeah. For DC, uh, like some of the some of the skills he showed me were was solid. Yeah, he's gonna help you guys. Um, man, the the kid from the kid from the Knicks. I don't know how to say his name. Um. He had. He's been playing really good. The white kid. Had, mm. Who's the guy for the Rockets who had like thirty the other day? Uh, was it Rockets or was it another team? The well, guy who had a bu- what was the guy who had a bunch of threes and had an alley oop dunk? I uh, think he was. He might have not been on the Rockets. No, I did see that. Like he's really strong. Yeah, yeah. I think he was for the Rockets. Chris Clemens, his name yeah, was. Yeah, was that it? Was that him? Yeah, uh, yeah, he was on the Rockets. Yeah, seven threes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his, hey man, they're not gonna take him though. <laughs> Look, but somebody else might. That's the thing when when some of these guys who get hot in summer leagues. Yeah, they get a chance in some. I mean, they usually does most of the time it doesn't work out. Yeah, but I'm happy for any of these guys that even just get the chance. Yeah. Um, Kobe White has been playing well. He's been okay. Uh, he's struggling with range. It seems like a little bit. Yeah. Uh, which is kind. Of, I don't like that. I feel like the way basketball has become, uh, range is something you should always be working on improving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the w- one thing I will say about his his shots that he's made, um, they're very. He's hit. He's hitting difficult shots off the dribble. Which is something that the college guys, you know, in the summer league, a lot of points can be scored in the plays or off fast breaks. That's easy. But a lot of Kobe White's points have been coming in transition in the half court. He's like actually taking guys off the dribble and scoring, which yeah. is the hard part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of the guys hit the open threes and get the fast breaks and they get 30, but they can't score on anyone in the league. And Kobe That's White fair. scoring, yeah. showing he could score on somebody. Um, that's that's all I got though for summer league. Um, we saw Zion. Zion's done. Uh, yeah, I mean he looked exactly like how I expected he would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but they got to stop with with the LeBron comparisons. This is not even close, man. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna impact the league. As much as people think, right? And he he looks small to me on the court when everybody is big. Yeah, he doesn't look that like he's still like wide and strong. Yeah, but he's not uh, physically imposing. No, nah, he's not. Like he he you know he used to look like 
King Kong on the court. <laughs> he's yeah. so much bigger than everybody. Yeah. But now he's still, dude. He, he's still. It shocks me how quick he gets off the floor. Yeah. His like off of that alone, he's gonna. That's that's ten to fifteen points right there. His qu- quick twitch muscles are just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I, fast it's, it's weird to me. Like, dude, that's not a good sign to get hurt ten minutes into the game. Nah, but I mean, and, you know, it, you know, I know how they're it is. being careful, but no, but I'm saying it. It might not have been that serious, but the team yeah. makes it serious, you know. Just, just to not force it. Yeah, and just to not play him, because yeah. they can't just say he's not playing. You know, right. they have to just give a reason why he's not playing, and no one is gonna miss a whole priest. I mean, a whole summer league for a sprained knee. Not the whole yeah. summer league. Um, but a lot of the top players aren't playing. I don't think. Yeah, John Morant's not playing, right? No, he's he's out. Garland. I mean, he had surgery right around draft time. Right. Garland's not playing. Reddish isn't playing. Um, I feel like there's one other big one that's not playing. Oh, PJ Washington. I don't think is playing. I saw Bridges out there. Um, Bridges. Whoa. Yeah. He looks he looks like a man among boys. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And Charlotte's gonna be super trash this year. Hey man, he's he's primed to to break out. Man, nobody's if he's, if he's ready for that. Unfortunately no one is gonna care. No, I don't think they will, but But yeah, I'm with you though. I hope he does. You know, you, um, that's all you, again, all he needs is the opportunity sometimes. Yeah. Um I'm I'm good for summer league. You want to touch on big three or? Yeah, briefly. Yeah. Uh, dude, ISO Joe. <laughs> My God, Joe Johnson looks like he's still in Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta. Oh God. <laughs> dude, it's crazy. Like he his game his game is so skillful. Mm-hmm. And he alone just impresses me. He. Off of his game, you could just see how valuable a floater is. Yeah. And and when you, your floater is elite, mm-hmm. it makes scoring so much smoother, so much easier. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and they just can't guard him. Yeah. Like the big, a lot of the big three guys are are not in the best of shape. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of frustrating, but. Uh, they just can't stay in front of him a lot of the time. And they don't sub as much as, like, I feel like they could. Yeah, I mean, the games aren't that long. Yeah. So, uh, understandable. They got to stop letting Chalmers hit the little, like, CP fake uh, drop-off dribble pass or whatever. He's been giving it to him? <laughs> yeah, he, he makes that move, like, every week. He catches somebody. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, n- nobody really was, like, crazy uh, other than Joe this past weekend. And Greg, big Greg. He had a good game, but he was cooking Scalabrini a lot of the time. Like <laughs> I saw Scalabrini get all frustrated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was, like, elbowing him out the way and shit. But yeah. <laughs> that's what bigs do, like. Right. You know, he just looks good. I'm happy he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he plays out the year, has a good year. But uh, Gilbert, <laughs> Gilbert's looking solid, mm-hmm. hitting big shots. Uh huh. Royce White looked good too. 
He almost had a triple double. Yeah. In a half he court like, game. <laughs> I mean, he just looks younger than everybody. Like. Yeah. Which he is. Right. Know. Yeah. That's true. It's weird how they're kind of. They're getting like they're not getting. They don't have like an age range. Mm-hmm. Because there's a number of guys who are like under thirty in there. Because Royce got to only be like. 29 right there's no way he's 30 yeah he got he's probably close but not quite yeah yeah like cj mosley i don't think he's that old where did he come from i don't know (laughs) oh yeah well did he play in syracuse no that was um am i thinking of a different cj fair oh yeah cj mosley where does cj mosley play (laughs) i don't know (laughs) Um, Either way. Another guy who's been low-key, he didn't really have that good of a week, but I forgot to shout him out, was C.J. Watson. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, he was doing work the other, the other week. Okay. But, yeah, that's it. All right. Um, anything else for sports? No? Oh, congrats um, to the women's U.S. team for the right. World Cup. <laughs> you want to talk about the five-second knockout? <laughs> Uh, no, nah, because I, 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 mean, I don't remember his name, <laughs> but, uh, I will say John Jones, um, kept his title, uh, Nunez, um, it's her first name, Amanda, I think, Amanda Nunez kept her title too, um, fastest UFC knockout also happened, I don't remember his name right now, but, um, yeah, man, it's not much to say. The thing about UFC is, if you're a UFC fan, like a major UFC fan, you probably already know. So, yeah. um, it, was, it was really cool how he just charged at him and it leaped and took him out. Yeah, that knee, man. <laughs> that was like some karate shit. Yeah, and he, I mean, he aimed the knee so perfectly. Yeah, and he broke it down after the fight too. I saw he he mentioned like like I pre- I was preparing to do that because. He, like he was leaving himself open. Yeah, yeah, because he I said like, he knows yeah. that he charges. He goes straight right. for the legs first or something. Right. Jorge Masvidal was his name. Fastest KO ever. Five seconds into the bout. Literally, they rang the bell, and the first thing he did was knock him out with a flying knee. So, definitely go look it up if you haven't seen it, listeners. It's worth watching five seconds of. So yeah, it's not gonna take a lot of time out of your day. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I'll play your gym first. You want to introduce? Uh, shout out to Logic. I, I I'm still a fan. I know criticized him a lot, but still a big fan. Good song. <laughs> we do criticize him a lot.
can't get no better, can't get no much better. I feel like a king and my queen is Coretta. I've been made a living, I'm never gonna give in. I'm just way too driven, that's why I've been thinking. I'm scared that I'm sinking, I'm scared that I'm falling. The world think I'm balling, and maybe I am, but don't give a damn. Back in the beginning, did not have a plan. Don't know who I am or who I'm becoming, but I'ma do me to the fullest, alright? Busting and dodging and bullets all night. Take over the world, yeah, I'm thinking I might got them all in my sight. I know that I'm strong, I know that I am, I know I'm the man. And whether you're poor, you feel with financial security. Everyone deal with their own insecurity. Even the preacher was born with impurity, scared to go out even with my security. Scared of the world and all of its obscurity. Pray for maturity, hope that I grow. Hope my anxiety stay on the low. I swear I hope that shit don't fuck up my flow. Where do I go? What would you do if suddenly all of your dreams came true? What would you do if you did it all? If you ain't never had to lift a finger, would you linger like fuck 'em all? Guess it's your call, but I can't. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Switch it to plan, like homie that went from Verizon to Sprint. Can you hear me now? Is anybody out there feel me now? What's your name? What's your game? Come now, boy, just switch your flow. Feel the pain, hit the game. What you tryna say though? Novocaine to the brain. I can't feel nothing no more in my lane. Can't refrain from letting these people know. What's your name? What's your game? Come now, boy, just switch your flow. Feel the pain, hit the game. What you tryna say though? Novocaine to the brain. I can't feel nothing. In my lane, can't refrain from letting these people know how I feel. Yeah, that's how I feel. Break it down, roll it up. That's how high I feel. How I feel, how high I feel. Down, roll it up. Yeah. Searching for bliss only led me to searching for hits. Only led me to bad or depression. I done learned my lesson 'cause pain never lessened the pain. What if your life was under a glass and people try to dig up shit from your past and tell you what's good and what's not? And every time you drop a song, they say that it's whack or it's hot. And don't give a damn that it came from the heart. They tear it apart like hyenas. It's here for the dreamers. It's here for the people that know what I'm saying. All of the people that know what I'm saying. Fuck social media telling me who I should be and just how I should rap. They always compare. They always compare me to others and try to pit me up against all my brothers. Now why you think so many rappers be overdosing at the crib? Just won't let them live in the public. It's constantly thinking they know 'em, but nobody knows what's going on inside. And they wonder why we all hide. Shit, maybe I'm just overthinking, or maybe I'm just oversmoking and drinking. And when I can't deal with the hate, I self-medicate. Sit in the corner and think of a better day. Maybe this bullet can help me to get away. I just cannot seem to think of a better way, even though I know there is. That's why I keep going. That's why I keep flowing. That's why I keep persevering, even when I'm here and I'm a bitch. I'm a fag. I'm a motherfucking hype beast. I ain't black in the slightest. I ain't good enough. I should quit. I should kill myself. Cause you'll never be Kenny, you'll never be better than Drizzy and Cole. You're losing your hair, you're too fucking old. Yeah, these are the comments I'm reading on Twitter right now that make me depressed and they pulling me down. I'm trying to swim, but I think I'm a drown. So I'ma turn that feeling into a sound and play it when nobody else is around. Whenever I feel like I'm far from the ground, God give me the power to battle depression. Yeah, run out the round. I wish I was famous, I wish I was rich, I wish I could just get up out of this bitch. But be careful what you wish for. Cause it ain't everything that is cut out to be. My life is good, but not good as it's about to be. Cause I got vision, don't fuck with division. The gap where I'm risen, I think that I am. Do what you love and do not give a damn. Fuck all that haters you see on the gram. Just mind your own business and be a good man, be a good boss and be a good friend. Spread your imagination to the millions. Don't worry about how to maintain all your millions. Just spread that positivity for the children and all of the haters that's hating. Just love 'em 'cause that's the only way you ever gon' kill 'em. No somebody feel 'em. Last but not least, put your ego on the shelf and remember love yourself. No, no, no. Put your ego on the shelf and love yourself. No, no, no. Put your ego on the shelf and remember, love your member, love yourself.
All right, welcome back. Um, got a lot of music to get into, man. Yep. This is an underrated weekend. I mean, I didn't see it coming like this. I didn't know we would have to listen to so much music. I mean, um, where would you like to start? Uh, the big one. Dreamville. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So Dreamville's a lot, of, a lot of anticipation. Yes, finally dropped after all of 2019, pretty much waiting for it. Yep. Um, since the invitations went out, since the since Middle Child came out, um, well, even before that, since he wrote those random quotes about taking names and all that. Um, okay. So I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> you said you were going to have a lot to say. Yeah. Um, I, I'll be honest, man. I did not like this at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Oh, man. I really, I didn't think you were going to hit it that hard. But I did not like it at all. Um, man. Where should I start? And the thing is, I, this is... This is my personal thing. I normally don't like when big artists try to put on like young artists who aren't good. <laughs> uh, and I remember you criticized Logic for that. Uh, I think before we even like thought of doing a podcast, I remember you telling me that. Logic. I mean, I criticized Tupac for doing it. Yeah. First, Tupac. I don't know if he's the first person to do it, but he's like the most. He's the best person to do it because he has some scrubs on like some of his biggest hits. So I'll say he's the best person to do it, not because the scrubs got good, because the scrubs made some like you know legendary songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and now don't get me wrong, I'm not calling these guys scrubs, but it was just so hard to follow, man. It's way too many people on some of these songs. And the ones where there was, like, a lot of the people that I've never heard of or aren't mainstream, I couldn't figure out who was who listening to it on some of the songs. Like, some, like clearly, I know J.I.D., Boz, J. Cole, and Earth Gang. But then, once it got to, like, Zoink Gang, Key, and Maxo Cream, Young Baby Tate, Guap, um, <laughs> what is it, Guap Dad, whatever... You know, once yeah. it got to, like, the sixth person on the song, I'm like, yo, who, who is this again? Which person is this? It's, it's frustrating because that song has probably the best hook on the whole album. Right. And the thing is, it's like that on multiple songs. Like, Sleep Deprived. I've heard Loot and Omen before, but, I mean, listen, man. <laughs> Long story short, I didn't like it that much. Uh, there's a couple of songs that... When I played them the first time, they were nice, but <sighs> this may be wild to some people, but I probably won't listen to anything off this ever again after this week, probably. This next week probably be my last time hearing most of this stuff. Um, crazy thing is, my favorite verse, like, my favorite verse on the album isn't even from a Dreamville person. Um yeah. 
That's not Vince Staples like thirty seconds, is it? No, I like. Uh, I really like Dreezy's verse on "Got Me." It's not something I repeat, but I liked it. I think she did a good job, and not that there's a lot of these songs where there's good verses. Oh, that was my my best positive I took away. What this album is full of of good to great verses. Yeah. But the songs, that song making, like what was I don't understand why they didn't make any real songs. It's just like a lot of rapping and not, uh, and then they sometimes it felt like they wasted JID's talent on some of the songs. Like JID was almost on every song, and it somehow felt like he wasn't on there enough. I t- totally agree. Ladies, 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 I. Looking at the track list, I was like, oh, this is probably going to be my favorite song. And wow, it's probably the biggest letdown for me. T.I., dude, T.I. is washed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think I've ever said that about, like, you know, a rapper who was good back in the day. Yeah. But my God, dude, he sounds so, like, dated, so boring. Bro, the whole, that song was just trash. I'm like, how is this song trash? I, I could have swore J.I.D. give me a little singing, a lot of rapping. T.I. would have a lot, nice small verse. I didn't know. Man, I don't want to get like so deep into each song. But it was just so random. Like the ordering was random. Who they chose to be with J. Cole on some of these songs was random. And J. Cole's lack of appearances. When J. Cole did show up, he didn't. How do I put this, like, delicately? J. Cole didn't sound like the best rapper in this group to me. And I know he is, so I was trying to make him sound like it. But J. Cole didn't... He didn't give me the best performance on here, which I feel like he should have, seeing that he's the quote-unquote leader. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, man. Uh- <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I agree with most of the stuff you said. I didn't. I didn't hate this project as much as you. Uh-huh. Uh But I will say, to your point, I listened to this the day it dropped, Friday. Uh, I listened to it once. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I listened to it Saturday morning once. Uh huh. And I never, up to now, I have not had the slightest inclination to go back to it. <laughs> Right. Um, it's just, yeah, man. It, again, I agree with every. This album is such a mess. It is, dude. <laughs> it, again, like you said, th- there's so many artists on some of these songs, and like they just they drag on. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I don't know who this is, <laughs> and they don't sound good. And then like, yeah. Like you can't give me two minutes of of poor song making and expect a good verse in the last minute to save it. <laughs> like it doesn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there, there's just there's too many songs on here that that suck. Yeah, that just they're frankly really bad. I think Oh Wow Swerve was bad. I thought uh, Wells Fargo was so annoying to listen to. I agree. Uh, ladies, ladies, ladies was again probably the biggest letdown. Yeah. Uh, sunset was a big disappointment for me. And I saw a lot of people posting that. I'm like, what are you doing? This. Yeah. Yeah. It just. And middle child sacrifices was so long. 
Right. And that probably... <laughs> that the was my favorite song on, my, on the first listen. But I think it was because it was the end. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I was like, finally, this is over. And it goes on for so long, too. And I'm like, like, why would Jake... J. Cole, to me, <clears throat> that was the best verse on the project. Mm-hmm. And it's in such a long, boring, mediocre song. I'm like, really? Yeah. And for J. Cole's only solo song to be Middle Child is not good. No, it's not. Because, I mean... I will say that the songs they led with were the, to me, the right songs to lead with the, um, uh, what was it? Down Bad and... Got Me. Yeah, Down Bad and Got Me. Yeah. I'm glad they led with those. Because it did make you think it was going to be good. (laughs) There was not... Got Me was like one of its kind. Like there wasn't anything else... Uh, like that on this album. No, it wasn't. And self love was pretty trash. Mm-hmm. So it just again, like that. I just named like half the songs. Yeah. Or uh, close to it, like that's not good. Who had the and best performance us- on here? I-, I liked everything I heard from Boss. Uh huh. I didn't hear him nearly enough. Uh huh. But he never like. JID I didn't really like uh, well again Wells Fargo just everybody was awful uh-huh. uh huh but Boss every time he popped up he sounded good yeah I I liked Boss and Earth Gang the best um and Earth Gang like they really should have like announced themselves before every verse cause like sometimes I thought it was Earth Gang and then I'm like but is this Earth Gang yeah. Like on the ones where they're like in a bunch of other with a bunch of other people on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Boz for sure. He did great. Um just, There's too many people are all these people really on Dreamville? I know I mean I hope not. I know Tide Allison, the baby, um which was completely random. Uh North Carolina. Right. Smino and Saba, I don't think they're on Dreamville. Deontay Hitchcock was completely random. Mariba. I've only ever seen Mariba on songs with JID, and then they put her on a song without JID, which was weird. Um, uh, Smoke Perp, I'm pretty sure, is not on Dreamville. Right. Vince Staples is not on Dreamville. So that really threw me off, too. Obviously, T.I. Like, why aren't. Why are there so many people not on Dreamville on the Dreamville album? Yeah, man, it was just a mess. Yeah, it man. Was, it felt long. It really made me appreciate the Young Money album. <laughs> it made me appreciate uh, Beast Coast a month ago. Or oh, for sure. Ago. This Beast like, Coast dude, is like, twice as good as this album. That's what I'm saying. And Beast Coast went for like the same. Like it was a lot of just good verse, a lot of good rapping. Yeah. But it was consistent. Yeah. And then you add like the got me sound or the like whatever kind of variation you want to throw. But like this album is so inconsistent. Yeah, man. Garbage. <laughs> and um, why do people, why do all these collab albums keep throwing Ty Dolla Sign on the one singing record on the album? Because Mustard did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it. it- it bothers me because I'm like, dude, this is great, and I'm like getting a small 
sample of this. Yeah. And you're like wasting the talent at that point. Yeah. I needed, with how this album was set up, I needed like three more, at least two more Got Me's on there. And some of it was so trappy, and I've never heard J. Cole be trap. I've never heard any of those artists be trappy. Boz, J. Cole, J.I.D., they're not trap yeah. artists. Yeah, and while I liked the opening track, I was like, I hope the rest of this album isn't like this. <laughs> and it kind of was, but worse. Right. Like, a lot of the time. What is the one, um... Is it 1993 when they're just like... Where they keep, like, cutting each other off? I don't even remember. I told you, I haven't touched this project since Saturday morning. <laughs> and I don't intend to. Like, there's nothing, like you said, there's nothing on here to go back to. Right. I listened to you Got Me songs? Today, and that's the only song I've listened to since um, Saturday as well, actually. I might go back to Under the Sun in, like, a while. Mm-hmm. Just because it's kind of hype. And I like how J. Cole comes in. I do, too. Uh, but that was just the positives were so few and far between that it just it's a bad project but the, I don't understand why it was a bad project that's the part that really blows my mind there's no reason for you to have talent like J. Cole J.I.D. and Boz and have a bad project there are too many cooks in the kitchen yeah, I mean, he's. Why did he invite all these randoms? Like, at least invite good rappers. <laughs> the random Childish Major song was just. I, like, and I liked it the first time I listened to it. But I, I didn't really get why it was there. Some, There's no cohesiveness. Um, I mean, no cohesion. There's no. I mean. Alright, let's move on. We got more yeah. better albums yeah. to talk about. Yes. Which uh, where do you want to go to next? Uh, let's go to MGK, man. We started the podcast off playing a MGK record from his new album, Hotel Diablo. Yeah, it was somewhat of a surprise. I haven't heard uh, anything about it. Yeah, I I gotta say, dude, he's got to get off Bad Boy because they don't promote him, they don't push him at all. Wow, he still is on Bad Boy. I thought he's been off there. That's sort of, he's too good of an artist to to rot in, un, in Bad Boy's shadow. Let's all right. Let's cut to the chase. This this album is incredible. Best album I heard all week, all weekend. At Easily, least. yeah. I just dude, this album is so. And I was trying to like, I was really thinking of how I'm gonna talk about it. Yeah. This album is so focused. Okay. Like, and for him, I like that word. For him, like that's been the issue in the past. Yeah, where he throws in these these awful trap songs, uh, <laughs> whether it's in the beginning of his project or the the end. Uh, but they just they're terrible. Yeah, and all his previous projects have like two or three per per project. Right, he thinks people and, still want him to be a wild boy. Right, we're over and, that. Right. Yeah, and and he also he kind of wasted the hype he had last year from uh, Eminem's diss yeah to to putting out one of the most trash EPs I've ever heard binge yeah <laughs> yeah 
and and what's crazy is I really liked his previous album Bloom. Yep. And we get to this one, man, and it just it sounds so good start to finish. It, like just for that alone, there's so much credit to be given for the fact that there are no bad songs. There are no moments in my opinion, and you could disagree with me, but he never sounds bad on this album. I agree. In every other project or mixtape, he has found multiple songs to sound terrible on. Yep. And he doesn't do that with this project. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Uh, just it come like the intro is so like weird and and interesting. And I'm like like you you got me excited for the album despite the fact that this isn't really a song. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was such a good like thing to do with the intro. Yeah. And then you go to probably the hardest song on the album and it just it, it just goes. It go it flows naturally. The songs transition really well. Uh the features give a really nice like different dynamic to this album cuz if if it was just him, I feel like it would have been a little more monotone, a little more you would have got kind of tired of him. Yeah. Uh and he has great chemistry with everybody that's on here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it's just a really good project. Eh, the the interlude could be out of there. You don't need to. And the message from the count. Yeah, definitely. But like, they're they're a minute and a half total. Right. So it doesn't ruin the album. And this, uh, besides that, this album is 12, 11 and a half great tracks. Yep. And it just, yeah, man, I I don't have like any deep dives on it. Uh, I've been listening to it. Since I stopped Dreamville, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I've like gone that. back to it countless times already. It's just really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really don't have much to add, man. I, it was great. I I was pleasantly surprised. I like the features, and the crazy thing is, I don't like the artists that featured, but they really sounded good with MGK. Yeah, and um. I like the alternative take he went like towards the end of the album. Some of them are like very, you know, almost they're punk y, I guess. That last track definitely is. Yeah, it's like punk rap and I like that, um, from him. He's one of those guys who can do it. He showed versatility. I mean, it's a really, really good project. And I hope yeah. he gets credit. Yeah, I hope all the verses were good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it's just really focused, really, it's, it's perfect length. Yeah, I agree. Like, 12 is just, is just right on the money. Yeah. It's short, it doesn't drag, and you enjoy every, like, part of it. It's just, great project, man. Yeah. I'm gonna be coming back with gems, 100%. That's fair. Yep. I was shocked at how good Trippy Red sounded on here, too. Me too, man. I was really... I was worried about that. I'm like, dude, you you would think he's a good artist. Yeah, yeah. It was shocking. (laughs) Knew Lil Skies was gonna sound good. Yeah. As soon as I saw Lil Skies, I was like, dude, this that's exactly who I wanted to work with. They're a really good match for sure. The female, uh, the females were a really nice touch. Mm -hmm. I thought he did a really good job of getting deep, but like. It just—it's not as corny as like Logic somehow delivers it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a little more mature and again focused. Yeah, 
the A and Ring of this album is was flawless. The yeah. the order selection. Um, I'm sure he had some throwaways, but whatever he put on here was was fire, man. I liked it. You have a favorite track? Um, honestly, man, I don't, and it's a in a good way though. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of those. I don't know if I'll listen to a particular song off here. I think I'll just play this album a lot, or like I'll just play a, a couple songs from it. Yeah, maybe Burning Memories. Um, I like Death in My Pocket. Uh, Waste Love I liked as well. Yeah, Waste Love was my favorite. Yeah, I, I like. I think I. I think I doubled back on. Um, Waste love, I think. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Shout out to MGK, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, I also really liked his. Uh, he he does a good job of tr- like tributing in his own way, a lot on Glass House. Yeah. A lot of the rappers, the artists that we lost. Yeah. And it's like it's such a good way because you give a personal like connection to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah man I thought it was, it was just a great album start to finish showed a lot of growth in him yeah. as a person and as a rapper cool um what's next Jaden yeah it's the only, that's the only other one I listened to okay you wanna start there yeah <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where to start Aries is that it or Aries um, yeah Eris, Aries. I'm. I'm gonna go with Eris. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you before I get into this one. Did you like uh, Sire? Um. No. <laughs> well, neither did I. Okay. And in what I saw in Sire, I see a lot in here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. First of all, this album is long. Very. Uh, a lot of the tracks are very dragged out. Mm-hmm. Unnecessarily dragged out, too. It's not just it's a long song because you have a lot to say or there's a lot. Like, a lot of the Chris Brown songs were long because they were double songs or it was because he had a lot to, like, do on the song. Yeah, it was it was long, but it was singing most of the song. Yeah, uh... Jaden is the production on here is very good, mm-hmm. uh, and Jaden sounds awful. <laughs> I just I I'm trying to find a better way to say it, uh-huh. uh, but for the most part he is awful from start to finish, <laughs> and there's a couple of exceptions, mm-hmm. uh, but. It just—I'll let you get into it before I get into the songs I like. But this album is just—it's really—it was really noticeable how poorly mixed he was with the production at times. Mm-hmm. Where I, I can't even—I—I I had to like turn it up to hear what he was saying. I feel like that was by design, though. And once I heard what he was saying, I was like, "Oh well, I turned this up for no reason because he's not saying anything." <laughs> Yeah. Dude, I it's hard for me. I couldn't find a good line. I couldn't find any uh outside of the exception 
I'm gonna point to I think three songs. Uh huh. This is what twenty. So the other seventeen tracks, it's just a mixture of him trying to rap and sounding terrible, or him kind of hybrid singing to to maybe rapping or sometimes even talking. Mm-hmm. And he never sounds good. Mm-hmm. He's either too quiet, his voice just doesn't like impact the track like you expect of an artist. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, man, it just he kind of fucks up this album, honestly. <laughs> his own album? <laughs> yes. And and what's crazy to me is my idea is and I'm this is complete speculation, obviously I don't know anything, but to me he didn't have much to do with the production. Okay. I would and believe that. Like he had and that's believable, but you also can believe that he was if he didn't have a lot to do with the production, he was focused on what sucked the most, which was the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, dude, him trying to rap was is is an utter joke to me. Yeah. It, dude, he sounds so juvenile. He sounds Dude, he sounds like the the that trash like high school kid that hands out his like tapes. All right, all right. Let me let me get to what I was going to say cuz you're starting yeah. to steal what I was going to say. All right. Beats are fire. Some of them are fire. Not all of them, but some of them are just straight like vicious production. <sighs> Jaden sounds spoiled to me. <laughs> That's a good word. <laughs> yeah, he just sounds like it sounds like someone gave him these beats and he just went in the studio and just wanted to just do whatever he wanted to. Him. Thank you. Yeah, like and I don't and I don't hate it that much, but it's clear that Jaden lacks the talent to deliver to do the beats the justice that they probably deserved. I'm not sure if I've heard more good beats, more beats this good on an album this year, honestly. Um, but Jaden's just not the right guy for all of them or any of them, to be honest. Um, yeah, man, he 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 did sound like the high school kid who's handing out mixtapes. He sounded like, and this is—I don't know if this is gonna sound bad, but this is how it sounded to me. It sounded like he had no consequences—that he had no consequences for this album being trash. Like MGK, like he can't afford to keep—he can't afford to make garbage. You know, because yeah, he's on a label. Quickly forget him. Yeah, people forget him. He's on a label. You know, they'll cut his funding and his advertising. All that. A lot of stuff can happen for big artists when they deliver garbage. We've seen it happen. We've seen Bob. Where is he? No one's seen him. Uh, we've seen where's Fetty Wap. You know, we see what happens when people don't deliver good music. But Jaden, he makes his albums like there's no consequence for the it being trash because there isn't. He has this like this devoted fan base who only likes him because he's Jaden and not because of his talent. Um, and then he has you know a dad with who makes millions of dollars every year that never runs out. Seems like who probably 
Will would probably make money for the rest of his life just off Fresh Prince. Um, so you're right. Yeah. So I mean, he just sounded like someone who doesn't need money. Who it sounded like he was just having fun on the album or doing whatever he wanted and not really trying to make a good album. That's what it sounded like to me. Now maybe I'm not giving him enough negative. Uh, it's hard for me to look at it any other way when the lyrics are as bad as they are. Yeah, they are. Like, dude, you could have, similar to what we said with Tyler, the creator, Yeah. you could have completely cut out every vocal of the album and have this as an instrumental, and it would be fire. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I did like a couple songs, but... Me too. Uh, which ones did you like? Um... Summertime in Paris was is a hit. That's the best song on the album. Yeah, I can't even argue that. Uh, Mission, I heard Mission in like the playoff like promos on TV. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I didn't know it was Jaden's song. Uh-huh. And uh huh. And you like it? That kind of that grew on me. Okay. <clears throat> I also on my own was nice. Uh, him and Cuddy had had pretty good chemistry. Yeah. Uh, and and I enjoyed noise. Okay. Uh, last time I listened to I like so. I liked noise as well. Again, Tyler saves his best for whatever is not Igor apparently. And people are still saying they like Igor, man. And and speaking by the way, you said like his fans are they only like him for the name. Yeah. You know who likes this album, and I've seen people that like this. Who? And I hate this word. Hype beast. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. This is like this is the prototypical hype beast album. It is, yeah. Because it sounds different from a lot of other music, but it's not good. But it's like you could debate how whether it's good or not. Yeah. Just because it sounds so different. Yeah. And but it it's really not a good album when you break it down. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, I liked. I liked a couple songs in here. I'm not going to go into all the names, but I will say that Noise and Summertime in Paris are the ones I've went back to. I've played Summertime in Paris probably more than any one song that I heard this week. I've played that one the most. Yeah, I played it a lot too. So, um, yeah, so I was going to play it as my gym anyway, so, um, but I won't now. Uh, it, it's, it was frustrating the the two times ASAP Rocky pops up on here. Yeah, I was like, dude, it, I wish this was an ASAP Rocky song. I agree. <laughs> I completely and agree. Kind of highlights just one thing I could say is this album is good enough that I am excited to hear what he'll do next. Uh huh. Because I I would like to believe that he'll grow as an artist. Uh huh. And he'll get better. Uh, and I'm assuming the production is going to remain top quality. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see where he goes next, but the way he raps or sounds right now is, is, is not good. Right. I would never go see this album live. I know that, but, um, when was the last time you heard Trinidad James, by the way, <laughs> when's the last time I wanted to hear Trinidad James? <laughs> Dude, I swear it's been like half a decade since he's done anything. Jenna James is super trash. Yeah, 100%. All right. Um, 
I listened to one more album before we get into uh, movies. Um, I listened to Plug Talk by The Plug. This is supposedly like a coffee shop or something. Came out with an album of um, a mix of UK artists and American artists. Um, I, I don't want to like break it down too hard because I just feel like people should listen to it because it sounds like one of those albums that a lot of people will like something different on it you know what I mean mm-hmm. um but I gotta say man I really I really enjoyed it as a <laughs> it was the best collab album I heard this weekend <laughs> so uh Tory Lanez was on there uh Roddy Rich uh you know, young boy, young Dolph, Rich the Kid, oh, little wow. baby, Gunna, little Bibby. Um, you know, so those those kind of guys were on there. But then it had some of the um, UK people. There's Western, there's Chip, there's D-Block Europe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> some people I've never heard of, clearly. But man, I got I to gotta say it was an enjoyable album, man. And... I think because I didn't know the people, um, but I did know someone on it, it made it more exciting, I think, if that makes sense. It, I guess it sounds... Dreamville couldn't do that, shit. Huh? Dreamville couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't do it because the people I knew didn't do a good job. Like, right. Lil Baby, on the song, is he on one? He might only be on one song, but he did a good job on this song. Gunna has a great verse, Offset's verse is fire. And, you know, Tory is Tory. So, like, they did good. So, I was like, oh, okay, well, this song isn't that bad because I got what I wanted out of every song with the people that I know. So, um, I definitely recommend it, man. It was it was very interesting. Plug Talk by The Plug. Uh, yeah, man, that's it. I missed a lot of. I, I haven't heard any of the singles. I'm I'm definitely gonna hear Post Malone. Uh, I heard Post. I'm that's that's the only one I heard. Assuming it's another hit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. My God, he is just on super fire. Eventually, he's gonna have to stop giving us the same sound, though. I think the sounds are very. I mean, he's Post Malone, so he should sound like Post Malone, but. You know, he's getting into the breakup, I miss you thing on every song. Yeah. I feel like that's going to get old, but it hasn't yet. So keep it going. You know, if it's... Yeah, I missed uh, Jeezy dropped a track I want to hear. Jeezy? Yeah, young Jeezy. But wow, okay. It's not, he's not young no more. I haven't heard from him in uh, a while. Jason Derulo <laughs> dropped something. Uh huh. And uh, Rick Ross dropped something with Swizz Beats, which I'm gonna assume sucks, but I do want to hear. I it. heard, I heard the Rick. I like it. I like it. I'm ready for the album though, but I liked it. Um, Joyner Lucas dropped a new song too. I didn't hear it either though. I haven't been on the singles either because the albums have been so, you know. Yeah, a lot. I also downloaded a Marshmallow Joy Time Three. Mm-hmm. Which is like an electronic album that drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and electronic music is weird for me. I might not even... Like, I'll mention that I when I hear it. Yeah. Uh, but I gotta be in a certain mood to listen to it. And I don't really 
critique it like that just because it's just more for casual music vibe. Yeah, I don't know why those guys drop albums. I, I would yeah. just keep it to singles. It seems like that's where yeah. their money is. I'm not riding in the car listening blasting marshmallow. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. I feel like a single, the singles that they just play at the clubs and the parties. I mean, that's that should be the money maker. I sometimes I really like to listen to it when I'm running. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just because uh, it just kind of like zones me out, and I can just kind of relax. Uh huh. And running is so boring sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so especially because I I'm on the treadmill because I don't like you know concrete and shit. Right. So. Uh, it's it's just I'll I'll mention how how I felt about it. All right. But it might be a while. All right. Um, we done with music. Uh yeah. All right. So the big movie came out, Spider Man, Far From Home. We have both seen it. Um. Uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You know. What Spo- super spoiler alert? Turn the episode off. You don't if you haven't seen. Yes, we have finished the episode as of <laughs> now. If you have not seen Spider Man, you should not be watching. Yeah. Um. All right. Okay. Go ahead, man. You you said you had some. Oh, you want me? You want me to go first? Yeah. Set it up for me. Okay. Um. I don't know if I talked about Spider-Man on the podcast, the last one. Did I? Uh, Homecoming? Yeah. I don't think so. I didn't like Homecoming. Um, I felt that it was too childish, in my opinion. Um, It felt like a Disney movie that had a superhero in it. Um, That was my biggest critique about it. Uh, Felt juvenile. The villain was juvenile to me. And this is just me. Um... But man, Far From Home is like, is everything I didn't like about Homecoming, I liked about Far From Home. I mean, well, no, I take that back. They didn't do it again. That what they did in Homecoming that I didn't like, they fixed all of it in Far From Home for me. Um, I thought the action was good. I thought the, uh, I thought the story was better. I, I liked the, uh, innocence of it the innocence of um peter parker this this movie was better to me um i think all the (laughs) i liked all the characters and the actors i thought the addition of uh jake gyllenhaal was great i thought zendaya having a bigger role was good um and tom holland i mean he did Oh, and having happy in it more was I like that too. That was nice. Yeah, John Favreau is is really good in that role. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and he gets a little bit of, uh, of a chance to shine in this one. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's good. <sighs> they threw Marissa Tomei in uh, high waisted jeans. That was a plus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, her appearance is always a plus. <laughs> it is. You don't even gotta say anything, honestly. Right. Um, I liked the vulnerability that was in this one as well, um, which Peter Parker always has vulnerability in all the Spider-Mans, I, I would say, but, you know, they kept it up well in this one. I, I thought it was all around good, man. I, I really did. I, I liked... I really love what they did with the how they looked at the snap 
Yeah. Dude, I thought that was so funny. Like, what they call it, and then just how they, like, approach it. Yeah. Like, there was one moment when it's like, I thought my husband was blipped, and they call it a blip. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I thought my husband blipped, but he just, like, ran away with his mistress for five years. Yeah. Dude, I was like, that is hilarious. Like, who who was sitting there thinking, like, we should include a joke about a guy who used the snap to cheat on his wife? Like, yeah, it was very realistic. I mean, in in right. those things, those those little side stories felt real. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, I really liked the beginning with the um the uh, presentation on the yeah. at the school, and they had the Getty images up there, and the mm-hmm. kid was, you know, that was great. I mean, it was just small details I thought were really good. Um, yeah. Flash having being on live all the time, mm-hmm. that was nice. Um, you know, it definitely made it. It made it current. I also the his friend Peter's like best friend. Yeah, dude, I thought he was funny in the original movie. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's hilarious in this one. He was, yeah. Like every line, everything he said and did was funny. Yeah, you're right. Like, for at least a chunk. I'm like, dude, this guy needs... I don't know what other comedies I want to see him in, but I need to see him more. I do, too, yeah. Dude, he is so... For that. Like, how they play on them, like, him wanting to be a bachelor, and then after the the flight, he has a girlfriend. <laughs> Just when they touch his hands. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It was, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I like the chemistry between Zendaya and, and Tom Holland. I think they do a good job of sell- selling it. And the teacher was really funny, too. Yeah. He was... Both. J.B. Smoove was on here in this movie exactly the right amount. I agree. And the thing is, I thought he would be funnier... But he wasn't there just good enough, yeah. Uh, but the the other teacher I thought was really, really, really funny sometimes. Yeah, he was good. Um, <laughs> with the perfume allergy. <laughs> that was serious. He took that. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there was a lot of little things that were really good about this movie. And you know what? I, you know what? I've said on here a bunch of times, I don't like going to see superhero movies and then being comedies, right? Mm-hmm. This was funny. But it wasn't Spider-Man being funny. I think that's what I liked about it. The humor was separated from the story. Like, Spider-Man wasn't telling all the jokes. Peter wasn't the funny one. And he had some funny moments. But he wasn't the comedian in the movie this time. Opposed to, like... Yeah. I, um, Like I've said, I said about Shazam or, like... Um, uh, what was the other one before that? Uh... Even Thor sometimes, when the main character that's supposed to be the main action hero is the funniest person in the movie, uh, I don't like that. Some people like it, I don't. But this time, I think they did a good job. Tom, you know, Peter being Peter, and everyone else had their own comedy, and that was cool, because that's how life is. Uh, The action hero can't be the funniest guy all the time. And Peter always felt like, it always seemed like he knew he was in danger when he was in danger, too. And not, uh, you know, cracking jokes when his life is about hanging in the balance, like they do in some of the new yeah. movies. Um. Uh, what do you grade it? Um. Well, let me get into my big. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Movies. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
So uh, I've spoke a lot of the pot in, in my overall opinion is you should definitely see it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's a really enjoyable movie and I don't think my issue with it will, will be an issue for everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, dude, they, so the trailer kind of gives away the first maybe half of the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, in terms of just, like, you kind of know what he's going to fight. Uh, and, like, that he's going to team up with Mysterio to, to fight the the elementals, they call them. Yeah. Uh, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that the twist in this movie, <laughs> while it was a very, it was a, I like the twist. I think it's interesting. It's unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's... It, like they they introduce interesting possibilities towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the way it ends, I really liked. Uh huh. With him popping up on the screen. Yeah, the the post credit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh But I gotta be honest, I saw him being a villain with the within the first twenty minutes of the movie. Mm, yeah. It's just and it, it this might have uh, might be more of an issue with kind of. Marvel's formula, but I thought how they brush off his backstory, how he just appears, and there's no real villain outside of these elementals that only he knows about, and they don't really deep dive into, like, what's what happened on his Earth, like, how everybody besides him died or whatever he claimed it, that it was. Yeah. And you could just feel, like, you could feel they introduce him, but he's kind of hollow. Yeah. They don't really give him that much depth. You, you always felt like he was up to something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and I thought, when when it happens, I was like, wow, this is, it's it's cool, like, because he, he's kind of faking the whole thing, which I didn't think that's what he was doing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But he, when he, when he gives him, so Peter gives him the Iron Man glasses, because he believes in him. Whatever. Yeah. And and this movie, they almost ruined the movie with this. But as soon as he gets the glasses, he just gives a speech to explain everything that he's doing. You didn't like that. I hated that. <laughs> okay. I just thought, I'm like, dude, there are so many better ways. If you had revealed over the course of the movie that he's up to no good and, like, you slowly figure out what's going on. Yeah. But they break the twist that he's evil, and then he literally, for about 10 to 15 minutes, it is him just giving a speech to his, like, his, like, henchmen. Right. And from then on, he becomes the most, like, generic, I want to kill the good guys because I have this, like, evil plan villain ever. Uh-huh. And I just thought, I was like, dude, I feel like there are so many better ways they could have handled, uh, whether it's, like, investigating one of his soldiers or, like, like Zendaya, uh, Mary Jane, or Zendaya finds the, like, the little piece of his equipment. Yeah, I think if they did that first... I probably would have yeah, liked like, that better. I think you could have built off that more than just, well, he gets the glasses, so here's his whole, like, story. And it's literally him just talking to practically the camera. Yeah, and the thing is, if if they showed the part where Peter and her, you know, are at the bridge and 
she shows him the projector. Yeah. If they did that part, if when Peter left, he went right there, and then after that, it showed him, like, the holographic bar, like, changing. I mean, Peter didn't think that they could sit in a bar with their uniforms on. Like, they both had their costumes still on. Right. So how... Why did Peter think he was sitting in a bar with the spider with the black um, night monkey outfit on? Yeah, and he just had his Mysterio fit on. Yeah, I'm like, dude, what what is happening here? Yeah, I I I understand your um, I understand what you didn't like for sure, and I agree, but it it didn't hurt the movie to me, but and also that is Mysterio though. That's who he was in the comics unfortunately yeah, I, I got it but it just it was handled so poorly to me and and i'm different from you like you said it doesn't hurt the movie i think this movie is good enough on every other aspect yeah that it overcomes this bad moment if anything okay i, I could take that i don't uh, disagree yeah, with that just, and, and he like he randomly turns like it just you don't buy his motivation to want to kill Nick Fury. I'm like, dude, you're trying to join, like, you're trying to become this hero, but your plan is to murder the people that, like, run the Avengers. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like a foolproof plan. Right. And the thing is... I don't know. The only the other problem that I had with it is that... um. This seemed like such a big deal for like no other Avenger to show up. Yeah. And that's the problem with all the Avengers movies. The fact that like London is about to be destroyed. Like London is like the fourth biggest city in the world. Right. Spider-Man's got to step up. Right. Spider-Man's never left New York until the last movie. Right. Yeah, man. That it was strange. That's kind of wild. But I get it. Most of the other people are dead. So but I, I, again, I agree. They could have added uh, like a smaller hero, like maybe not Ant-Man, maybe like uh Falcon. Yeah. Like they could have threw Falcon in there and just have like that whole dynamic of the kid and the vet. Yeah, or even Black Panther. At least someone from over there, like yeah. someone who would get there. Right. Um yeah. And from the jump, from the jump, it was just weird to me. I'm like, like Mysterio just shows up out of nowhere and he gives this like quick reason for why he's there. But that, I agree with you, but he, he explained that every people would believe anything right now. No, that's, that's why I like the twist. Oh, okay. I got you. Because I do like that idea of. Like, this world has gotten so crazy that people will just believe anything. Yeah, but that's why he showed up with no backstory. But, Nick, like, Nick, he sells... I understand selling the public, but Nick Fury's not curious where he's coming from. Oh, yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, it's just weird. It just... Yeah. It just seemed half-hearted for a little bit to me. Yeah, because, plus, if his world got destroyed, how did he get to Earth? Right. And where is everybody else that right. didn't get destroyed? Yeah, he had holes, but you know, I think Nick yeah, was this movie this movie is good enough to carry some of the minor issues. It is, yeah. It is. So. Another thing is the one one problem I have with these new Spider-Mans 
Like, I need Spider-Man to fight a real villain for once, though. Right. Like, um, Michael Keaton in his... like, fake reality was, was kind of odd. Yeah. I liked that scene, though, where, like, he was he kept tripping, didn't know what was happening. Yeah. That was cool. I like, but I like how they play with his spidey senses in this one. His Peter Tingle? Yeah, like, they roast him on it for most of the movie. Yeah. And then he has to rely on it in the end. I, I really like that. Yeah, I like that too. Um, uh, but yeah, Michael Keaton in a robot, you know, with wings costume. I mean, not costume, but suit. Uh, a super suit is not a real villain. He wasn't, you know, it just didn't seem like enough consequences. And this one had a lot of consequences, but it wasn't that much because... Mysterio was just trying to be a hero anyway. Just, you know, manufacturing um, yeah. disasters to be a hero. But, you know, all these other guys fight people who are, like, about to end the whole world. <laughs> yeah. And Peter is just out. And even all the other Spider-Man movies. He, he fought someone that was, like, really about to kill a lot of people. Yeah, th- these these two spy these n- two new Spider-Man movies and and nothing against Tom Holland, because uh, he's really good. Yeah, but dude, Spider-Man one and two cannot be touched in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time I watch, like I watched Homecoming, I thought the same thing, and I watched this one, and I was like, dude, Spider-Man two is just so much better than these movies. Like, not that they're bad. Yeah. But it's just like this is the third time you're doing Spider-Man, and I I expect to have the higher standard of you know setting the bar. It's the it's the seventh one, right, or sixth? Yeah, seventh, something like that. Yeah, I mean, two. It's been a lot. Yeah, I I think all of Toby's are better than these two, and um, even though Spider-Man three, like looking backwards, isn't as good, but at the time. I thought it was way better than I did at the time I'm watching this one. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, man. I, but I, you know, I still think is a lot of Disney influence still. I can feel it. Um. Uh, but it was a lot more cursing in this one, which I liked for the movie, because you know, mm-hmm. adults are not gonna go through as much as they go through and not swear. Yeah. In real life, no adult is gonna sit there and watch like the world caving in. And, you know, and just say, oh, man, oh, shucks. No, nah, they're not going to do that. Um, but, yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. Glad I saw it. I definitely would recommend it. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, anything? Uh, I also, real quick, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but I watched uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I forgot. I watched it before last week's episode, but I forgot to mention uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. So it's easily accept. Really good. Good dude. H- huge recommendation from me. Yeah, good. I mean, it won all kinds of awards. Dude, the animations alone are. Dude, even if the movie sucked, the animations alone would have been worthy to to watch it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, man. Like it, it. It starts off a bit slow, but the story takes some interesting turns, and, and it's it's funny throughout, man. It's it's not too childish, mm-hmm. which is my usual criticism of animated movies. Yeah. 
uh, like there's something in it for everybody and it's just really good okay cool cool anything you excited to see in the next couple weeks I know Lion King is the, the big one yeah I haven't seen Men in Black yet but I really want to see Men in Black still um, Lion King for sure uh, looks like I'm going to miss Toy Story 4 yeah I am too I think I've heard good things but, though yeah I'll, I'll check it out you know in a month or two uh, what else is coming out? Oh, um, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. That's right. a while though. But oh, yeah, real quick, with, and you mentioned the trailers. Marvel has really found they found the key with the trailers. They figured it out because so ma- so often I see these movies and I see the whole movie in two minutes on the commercials, the whole thing. And Amazing Spider-Man 2 did that. It did. And Avengers uh in game uh yeah, I would say it, that was the first time that in a while that the trailer gave me nothing. And I went and I saw it and it was I think I enjoyed it so much better because I didn't see anything on the trailer. Right. Seriously, uh Infinity War, I, I might have did that, but I still felt like I knew a lot. I think because I knew everyone was in it and all that already. Yeah. Um. So that kind of threw it off a little bit. Um. So had they did better with that, I think that would have been more enjoyable. But this one, even with Spider-Man, like you said, you see the beginning, you see Mysterio, you see Jake looks all scared. You don't want to have anything to do with this and all that. Right. And then... The movie is nothing like the trailer. Um, very little, you know. You see the first yeah. thirty-five minutes, and the rest of it is like, whoa. Uh, for people who don't know what's going on and I don't know Mysterio and all that, so it, dude, in this marketing like marketing is getting out of hand. Yeah, and the reason why because Hobbs and Shaw is not doing that. Right, that's why I brought it Hobbs up. Hobbs and Shaw has shown us every big action scene. It seems that's like. why I brought it up. It shows, and it shows. I can't imagine a part being funnier than when Jason Statham is slamming that dude against the face thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. On the commercial though, like in the movie, I'm probably the not going to laugh scene at that. Is on the fucking commercial. Yeah, I probably won't laugh at it now in the movie because yeah. I've seen it. I've seen The Rock meet all the um, Samoans or wherever he goes. Going back to his family or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Like, that would have been so lit to not know. Right. And he just pops up. They have, like, a f- battle on the island or whatever. Like, and they didn't need to do that. Show me Statham. Show me The Rock. I'm good. I don't need to see and, anything else. Yeah, you can show me, like, a, like a moment of uh, Idris Elba, like, beating the crap out of somebody. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. But they're just, they just got to show it all. Like, dude, honestly, the trailer shows you literally the point of the movie, which is Idris Elba's character is hunting for Jason Statham's sister. Yeah. Because she stole something from him. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Like, you're really going to give that away in the trailer? Right. And we know he's enhanced. We know The Rock is, you know, has to help. You know they team up right. for some they get put together. You know everything. But I'm still going to see I'm still going to go see it, but 100%. <laughs> 
the action scenes look too like insane for me not to. yeah there has to be at least one scene that they're not showing but yeah, and there it is fast and furious and they have done a really good job of like they just get crazier and crazier with the action. Yeah, I think isn't the Rock like holding a whole truck by a chain in the air? He's holding like a helicopter <laughs> at one point. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, I've been I've been done with with the reality in that franchise ever since he flexed and his cast just popped off. <laughs> I was like, dude, what? <laughs> yeah, it's really getting crazy now. Oh, man, they're crazy. That's kind of the point. I mean, they have fun with it, which is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might go see, as a horror fan, uh, I haven't really gotten a chance to see any of the good movies the last couple months outside of Brightburn. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm interested in Crawl. Oh, okay, with the alligators? Yeah. It looks like an interesting premise. Looks like it's gonna be intense. It's definitely way out of reality too, though. But oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, it does look but, intense. Because uh, Annabelle looks really bad. Yeah, it does. And I've heard that it's not very good <laughs> from a few sources. Oh, okay. Stuber is a pass for me. Is it? Yeah, it looks funny, but I'm not going to see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pay to see it. No. I do want to see it, though. It does look hilarious. Um, Yeah. And they've both... They're both funny, man. I like that duo. Batista has has really grown. Yeah, he has. He's come a really long way. Yeah, and and the Indian guy is is funny all the time. Yeah, he is. All right. um, You got anything else? talk about Any uh no we'll be back next week pressing matters no yeah we will we will be back um i don't know of any big releases coming do you as far as music uh nf is dropping i think next week okay uh, i'm gonna listen to that if it comes out mm-hmm. um I'll, I'll catch up on the singles that i missed okay uh Definitely. Uh, is Ed Ed Sheeran's not next week? Oh, uh, he might be next week. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I think Big Crit drops next week. Big Crit again? July 12th. Yep. Wow. I'm gonna check that out. Okay. All right. Um. I'm. Mm, Iggy Azalea is dropping something. <laughs> <laughs> no features oh god yeah that's wild oh god that's the week after next yeah we'll oh no nah, i won't listen to it i, I almost <laughs> <laughs> it'll have to be it'll have to be a free weekend for me to check it out yeah all right um i am gonna take it back to as i mentioned earlier the young money collab album for our uh throwback i'm not gonna do a gem today um uh there's a lot of good songs on this album man um all right we'll see you guys next time the business uh, i like a long hair dick red pound open up her legs to fillet me down that pussy i'ma get in and on that pussy if she let me in i'ma own that pussy Gone with the word back and bust it open like you supposed to 
Now come here, let me dope you. You gon' be a dope fiend. Your friends should call you dopey. Tell them keep my name out their mouth, cause they don't know me. Huh. But you can't call me to shit. I fuck the whole group, baby. I'm a groupie. My sex game is stupid. My head is the dumbest. I promise I should be hooked on phonics. Yeah. But anyway, I think you're bionic. And I don't think you're beautiful. I think you're beyond it. And I just wanna get behind it. And watch it. Back it up and dump it back. Back it up. Cause we like her. And we like her too. Just to get that belt of fasten All they wanna talk about is partying and fashion Every single night I have a dream that I am smashing them all Your money, man, this shit so timeless And I'm in the mood to get faded, so please bring your finest And what are all your names again? We drunk reminders Are any of y'all into girls like I am? Let's be honest She wants me, she wants me Cause I got it all, shouted. tell me what you don't see I will fuck with all y'all, all of y'all are beautiful so you can never say I'm choosing hoes And we ain't say pussy, pussy, pussy And we the alcohol seem to satisfy us all, damn And every time I think of staying with her She bring that friend around and make a nigga reconsider And we like her too And we like her So I gotta keep it real I just wanna fuck every girl in the world Every model, every singer, every actress, every diva Every hasa diddy chick, every college girl, every skeezer Stripper and every desperate housewife that resemble Eva My role model was well, so marry one in the milk It don't matter who you is, miss, you could get the business uh, These hoes is God's gift like Christmas I like them caramel, skin, long hair, thick ass and I swear I'm feeling all of y'all I'm scrolling down my call log And I'ma call all of y'all My butter pecan, Puerto Rican She's screaming out poppy Every time a nigga deep in And I'm about to get my Bill Clinton on And Hillary can ride them too Boy, I get my pippin' on
Angelina Jolie, huh, D Woods. With free sweets, I get Paris Hilton all nighters. In about three years, holla at me, Miley Cyrus. I don't discriminate, no, not at all. Kick cat a midget if that ass off, I break her off. I exchange V cards with the retards and get behind the Christian like DR, cause he all Mac Mizzle, maybe. I could fuck every girl in the world. Come on, I'm a lot, baby.